In this episode of Call to Marriage, I start my brand new series, Candid Conversations, with my friend Emma, and we talk all about career spouses and having a career as a military spouse. So let's get into that. Hi there. Welcome to Call to Marriage, a show about navigating life as a military spouse. I'm your host, Callie, a newcomer on the scene of what is the military spouse life. The military community is a tight-knit, but sometimes tight-lipped one. I hope to pull back the curtain on life as a military spouse to answer the questions that I wish someone would have answered for me, talk about my experiences I've gone through, or talk about the ones that I'm going through right now. I'm always learning new things about this crazy new life and invite you on this journey with me. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome back to Call to Marriage. I am kicking off the series with my friend, Emma. Hi. And today, the focus of this candid conversation is having a career and being a military spouse and what that looks like. And so real quick, if you just want to introduce yourself and what you do and how long you've been married. Okay. Well, my name's Emma. I have been married for a year and a half now, which doesn't seem very long, but I've been with my husband for about nine years. Um, I'm a teacher, which makes this conversation a little more convenient than for other people, but definitely pertinent. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So you met your husband when? So I was 16. Oh my gosh. I like even saying that out loud is like crazy to me, but I was 16. He was 17. Um, and we met in high school. He actually like stopped by my like ice cream place that I worked at and I like saw him and I thought he was probably such a like, honestly, (laughs) the word I want to use, I probably shouldn't say, but I kind of thought he was just like, super like would never be into me was like way too cool for me and I was like oh no for he'll never like me but then he ended up like liking my picture on Facebook (laughs) and like then like messaged me and he gave me my phone number in Spanish and like that was it I was like sold forever like social media match it really was I know which is so embarrassing but like that's just how it works out exactly (laughs) exactly right just such a different world also, I want to apologize if you hear, like, noise in the background. My puppy was taking a nap, and now he's not taking a nap. So he's walking <laughs> Goose around. just wants to be a part of the podcast. He, he really does. Okay. So you had known your spouse, and they had made the decision to go into the military. So you've been through them. I think you said he did. Did you do ROTC? Mm-hmm. Right? So he yeah. did that, and you were with him through that, and then you got married and all that fun jazz. So <laughs> what – made you pursue the career that you're in right now? So honestly, I would love to say that pursuing the career I was in was um, because of him. But honestly, I've always wanted to be a teacher. I think I've always like believed that this knowledge is power and that empowering people through knowledge is like the best way that they can escape any situation that they're in. I mean, even little kids, like, you know, they're in bad situations. I've just always felt like empowering those students to like get out of those situations and then just even more empowering the ones who are already in those great situations to continue because you just never know what kind of roadblocks can hit them. And if they believe that they can do whatever they want to, then they'll do it and they'll be great people and, you know, down the line contribute to society and everything else. So I wish I could say it was focused around Kyle, but (laughs) definitely wasn't. It was definitely my own drive for it. I love that you had passion though, like before it, because I think that 
helps so much pursuing a career because I think a lot of times we try and work a career either around our spouse or a lot of people that I've met try and find a career that's convenient for their spouse. Yeah. And it's hard to find fulfillment. It totally is. And, you know, I kind of feel like I would like to say that like military spouses are unique in this scenario, but I feel like most couples that I meet, there's one person whose like career almost takes like a precedent and the others who kind of falls behind and not, and, and I hate to say it like that. I know that two people can be complete powerhouses, but I just feel like the people I meet, it's always kind of like that situation where it's like, this person, or they like make more money, which doesn't negate what anybody else is doing. It just like, it's always like almost, I don't want to say it's less than, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like no, they don't I'm meet sure. each other necessarily at equals. It's always like one person's career is like far more like pushed ahead than the others or, or not at all. In our case, when we meet a lot of people who, you know, don't have a career at all, which is like fine for them. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, I, I hear you on the, the precedent, like taking precedence. I think that's yeah. a conversation that we've had in our household of, okay, like I, I have a job that I love and I genuinely enjoy it. But I think that sometimes his career has had to not come first, but we've had to kind of think more long-term about where, yeah. because, you know, you do change duty stations. You do have to figure out, okay, are they going to take command here? Are they going to do this? Are they going to do that? What can I do in that? Yeah. And, that? and you have to think so much farther ahead than I think you would normally think you would. in a quote unquote normal marriage because you have, there's a, like a, a timeline that they have to meet and a timeline they have set in that you have to figure out. Absolutely. And it's like, it seems to be that, um, like, even now when we're – we're supposed to move in May. So yeah. we're supposed to leave in May, and currently my husband's at selection right now for something, <laughs> and I we have no idea where we're going to be because it's it's all dependent on this, like, thing that he's in right now. I love that about the military. Do you it's like so – do you, do you like I'm that? like totally sarcastic. <laughs> oh, okay. I was like, shit, seriously, guys, you should have seen Callie say she looks so serious. I was like, you're crazy. No, but exactly. It's like – cool, I'm moving in six months and I have no idea where I'm about to be. Like, where am I going to go? <laughs> Life is an adventure. I feel like I want that, like, on a quote, big painted letters on my wall. Like, living in the army is an adventure. Right. At least you have an opposite outlook on it. Because you just have to. You so have you to. don't, you're just like, so like you'll just this. cry. You'll just cry. <laughs> yes. Um, so you're a teacher and you were able to find a job at this duty station yeah and have you been able to sort of look ahead to the next one and say am I going to keep doing this or is this something I'm just going to kind of sit back and maybe write out this duty station like what have yeah. been your thoughts on that so um I honestly am currently sitting like at a public school right now when we move if like we're thinking we'll be at Bragg next and if I go to Bragg if we go to Bragg and I get a job at a public school there I don't even know if I can like should say this out loud but like I'm taking a large pay cut yeah. from working in a public school there like I'm no, and if you know anything that, about teachers we make a lot of money no I'm just <laughs> we make like no money right and so like it's hard because I don't want to take the pay cut now the the positive thing is like as a spouse you can work at DOD schools yeah. and you kind of have like a leg up so you work on post at the schools there and you have a leg up but okay there is one middle school and one high school and if you're a secondary teacher like me those are your two options. Like, you don't have anything else. I can only teach 6 through 12. I wouldn't want to teach anything other than 6 through 12 anyways, so it's fine. 
So for our new spouses, can you explain what a DOD school is? Okay, good. That's a great question. So a Department of Defense school is on base. If you so, and also you have to stop me too because I'm sort of from a place of privilege in this conversation because both my parents were in the Air Force. Right. So um, Which is why you're here. Right, well, right, right. It kind of like it drew me in. <laughs> oh, I'll stop you. Don't worry because I'm totally clueless about. Okay. Okay. Cool. No, that's good. I'm glad because sometimes I go and I'm like, oh yeah, people don't know that life. So. Which is fine. They shouldn't. It's not. Um, <laughs> anyways, so a DOD school, basically a base is kind of like a little city. Like, wouldn't you agree? There's like a grocery yeah. store and like a department store and gas stations. And you can go to the doctor and you can um, get your car fixed and you yeah. can go to school and you can live. So it's really not just like this military installation where like people go to work and like <laughs> and also it sounds like a war zone, you know, like when they're shooting off guns, the big guns yeah. that day at our which you can hear from my house. Wait, but. can we pause? Yes, that? absolutely. Because I was at the commissary, which for people that don't know, the commissary is the grocery store. Grocery store, yeah. And it was at the end of the day when I think they were getting ready to play taps or something, and the cannon went off, and I about had a heart attack. I was like, oh my God, take shelter! And the people next to me just like froze, and I was like, why are you not moving? You're like so nervous. Oh, yes, and the, the cannon's like right Right there. If you, if yes, you, if you guys are at Fort Campbell, then you know, like the cannons, like right there. Well, from our house, you can hear it every single day. In fact, like it's my, it's my alert that I'm late for going to work. And I hear the cannon at six thirty. I'm like, oh no, I gotta go. I'm late. Like I should have left by now. So, um, <laughs> no, but actually, even on the weekends, it goes yes. off on the weekends. When I first met, oh. like Tyler, mm -hmm. we. I was visiting him at Fort Jackson, and they are the basic. Like, that's what oh. the basic. So they have it going off. Like, yeah. right, and there were the trumpets. <laughs> and I was like, what is this? He's like, oh, it's blah, blah, blah. That's the thing. Yeah, right, right. city with all its like little things I mean like truly and it's probably the size it's probably bigger than some cities honestly or some towns honestly and so you have like a DOD school which is um the Department of Defense school where students on base can go to school there and they have buses that come get them in the neighborhoods because there's like whole neighborhoods on these bases I mean like most of you have been there or if you haven't you'll see there's just neighborhoods upon neighborhoods upon neighborhoods upon neighborhoods in these um, on these bases and people live there and they send their kids to school. Now those people can send their their kids to school on public schools like outside of the base if they want to, but then they have to provide transportation. Um, I know at my school we have a JYC bus that takes them to like the youth center, so that's kind of nice just because it's such a big army community. Um, but they also, you can also, I think you can also drive your kids off post and go on to a DOD school and. To, to add to that, working in a DOD school is like a $20,000 increase. Yeah, it, I've heard it's, it's, it's so much. And crazy. also the DOD school, if you ever come to Campbell, I've heard such good things about the schooling at this particular post just because they, like, the schools are great. Yeah. What I've heard. Yeah, yeah, that's what I've heard too. And I'm hoping that's, like, the case, obviously, when we go to Bragg, but you just don't know. And like I said, it's so limited. Like, you only teach so many subjects. When you go to yeah. secondary, like, in elementary, you can kind of teach anything and they do teach everything, but – I teach, like, you know, two different subjects, three at the most, mm -hmm. and that's, you know, it kind of limits me for sure. Yeah, so I feel like definitely location is a challenge that military spouses yeah. face when trying to find careers, but what have been other, like, some other roadblocks maybe that you've seen or 
So part of me has considered going, like getting out of teaching just because of like the career itself, like is you, I love it and I like want to keep doing it, but let's be honest, like I'm not making a lot of money. I could work all day and never be done. And I have to like pretty much put a limit on myself. I like stop myself from working because I'm, I have to, because I have to like have a life. Yeah. And, um, so I would say that like, I considered going corporate, like and going to a corporate job, but it's like corporate jobs always have visions of what they want. And they're very interested if you're in that vision with them or not. And if you're not like that, that's kind of like a long-term vision sometimes, which I'm sure, you know, like well about, because like they, they're saying like, this is where we're going with their company. Like, where do you see yourself in this, this line? And also you can never see yourself. Yeah. Getting, I mean, I, we just had an opening for, I mean, I don't really, again, I'm really not sure that I should be saying this, but I'm going to tell you anyways, but like they had an opening for the social studies lead position and the old lead teacher wanted me to do it and they never offered it to me or asked me about it and like gave it to somebody else who they knew was going to be here because they're, they're, they know I'm leaving and that's frustrating for me for sure. Yeah. I think that is the leaving and the location are some of the hardest things because especially so I'm in the corporate sphere whatever and when I was interviewing for jobs I was so scared to tell people as a military spouse and also when you're interviewing they are not allowed to ask you about your personal life like that's actually a big no-no like a legal thing they're not supposed to do so don't I tell people all the time I was like don't feel obligated to tell them you're a military spouse but also if you genuinely see yourself in this position you owe it to yourself and the company to say hey this is my situation because a lot of times I get asked, like, where do you see yourself in five years? Because they want to see, one, you're going to fit in their culture. And Mm -hmm. two, are you going to stick around long enough to be a part of their culture? And that's the hardest thing is at most you're in a new place for maybe three years. Yeah. At most. Right. That's being very generous. And that's kind of the nice thing about schools, I guess, like the the plus of being a teacher is that, like, schools, unfortunately, are not always looking to, like – how can we grow our profits? Like, you know what I mean? Like we're always looking at how can we be better for kids and often like how you can be better for kids is like the person you're putting in front of them in their room. So that's kind of nice is that like, I don't have to feel like I'm a part of this like big change in this big movement. Like I can just come in as I am and it's accepted, which is kind of like the plus, I guess, of being a teacher for sure. Yeah. I I feel like that's one of the careers that people talk about like being a military spouse. Yeah. It's like teachers and nurses. nurses. Yeah. And I know there's like one more and I'm just like totally blanking on it. Oh. I feel like anybody like in an EM, EMT or like yeah, anything like, like along those lines. Yeah. yeah. Like frontline workers. Yeah. I consider a teacher like one of the frontline workers because you are interacting with people. Germs. Daily. <laughs> <And> children. <laughs> um, They're lovely. <laughs> but, and it's, which I think is kind of, it's awesome that there are offered, like there are roles that people can have that are accommodating for that. And I use accommodating loosely because in reality, like it's not accommodating. Yeah, like you're right. still fighting for jobs that other people like who are going to be there longer are fighting for and stuff like that. But I think at the end of the day, the highlight is that it's possible to have a fulfilling career as a spouse, which is something that I just get so irked over when you see spouses settling for things that they are not passionate about because mm-hmm. that's what's available in their area. Mm-hmm. There's it, companies need to be more open about spouses and it's so frustrating that they just aren't it it really isn't and I think that like 
I think that it's unfortunate that people do get stuck in the situations that they do. And like you and I can sit here as like two educated people, like from like privilege that we can say these things about how like we wish it was different, but like, it's, it's true. It does suck. Like it really sucks even for outside of us that we wish people could like go out and do something they're really passionate about. I think people get stuck in loops of like, I can't do this. And you want to know what, this is what I was going to say about this is that like, I think that the big the biggest thing you can do like is to market yourself so much that they can't say no to you become like the best interviewer, have the best resume. And I know it's saying a lot, like obviously it's those things are hard, but like do it because if you, if they can't say no to you, they're not going to care if they only have you for three years. Like they're going to love you if you're there for three years or if they're, you're there for one year or two years even because you just, they can't say no to you. You're just such an asset. You, you make the difference and you show them you can make the difference. Yeah. That is, the and there are, are resources on posts like help you with those mm-hmm. things. I've seen people be like, Well, I just don't have the resources to like beef up my resume, I don't have the resources to like beef up my LinkedIn profile. There are free resources, yeah, on posts that do that. And it's, I think, it's either through like the spouse employment services or something of that nature, but there are people who will help you through it. And then also, too, the way I have always looked at job postings is that I find a job that I want and then I make my LinkedIn profile and my resume full of the buzzwords that they want to see in that Absolutely. person. And then I market. I don't lie. Like, no, I'm not saying, oh, no. I can do SQL and <laughs> see, I can program. Like, no, but I'm saying, oh, you're looking for a Because I don't even know what SQL is and I love this. No, I, <laughs> <laughs> it's like I figured it was. If, if, if I see they're looking for, I'm like, I'm looking for a motivated blah, blah, blah individual. I'm like, okay, cool. Let me put into my yeah. like motivated individual and then let me highlight the skills that show you I'm a motivated individual. I, yeah. think, I think military spouses are used to selling themselves short. Yeah, I think so too. I think because like, just like we talked about earlier, like it's always like that, even if that career doesn't take precedent, it kind of does take precedent. Yeah. Like it it just kind of has to because what are you going to say? Are you going to say, no, I'm not leaving? You can 100%, but, like, what is that going to do to your marriage? And, like, at the end of the day, is your job going to, like, be there next to you on your deathbed or when you have your first kid? Or No, like, it's going to be your spouse. That's who's going to be there. So sometimes we have to prioritize, like, that relationship over work, and that also sucks. Like, it kind of sucks, and it's not like you want to. Of course you do, but it sucks, like, because – because it just does. Like, it's just, you don't want to be like the person who's like, mm, my husband, but like, you have to sometimes, yeah. right? Like, I, I struggle with that so much. Oh, man, I know. I'm like, I am a you know, strong, independent woman and I can do all these things. But yeah. at the end of the day, I'm like, go, honey, go. I know, right. From that side. I'll be the cheerleader on the sideline. Yeah. But like, I also want to be the starting quarterback. And it's like a conflicting, like, I've always been career focused. Yeah. I've been career driven yeah. and like having to, like, I, I still am career focused. I still am career driven. Like I'm lucky enough to where I found a company that is flexible enough and they love military spouses and that's yeah. great. Yeah. But I know when we leave, I'm going to have to have a conversation of like, are you willing to hold me on? Do you like me enough or do I need to take a back seat and be like, here, have you go? Like, that's I'll true. Especially which is so nice for you with like, not nice for you, but it's nice that we're in now the digital era where like you could work. You could go somewhere else and still work for them. That's, like, kind of a cool, neat thing that's happening, too, which is probably a good thing to touch on is that, like, that's definitely a possibility these days. And I will say, too, as this is going to sound so weird, but I think the pandemic was one of the biggest blessings for military spouses. Mm, Yeah. And I say that gingerly because it sucks and I don't want to disregard the, like, horrors that the pandemic brought. But on the flip side of it – 
it showed that you can do almost any job remotely. Yeah. Minus a few, like, first line, obviously, you can't, like, and even education, like, it helps to be in the classroom. Absolutely. Parents and stuff are working. But, like, you can do a lot of jobs remotely. Military spouses have the skills to adapt and develop better than civilians or people who aren't military spouses because yeah. they've had to do that the whole time. They right, have to be right. able to adapt. And it's all the time. It's it's been something I've thought about where we are in a really cool period of time. And I don't say cool and like a, it's it's great, but right, it's, right. It's, it's interesting to see how this is gonna shift the marketplace. Because yeah. I feel like so many jobs are moving to be more remote. Like mm-hmm. we've shown because we've been in cold printing for almost a full year, you don't have to be in an office no. to get your work done. You don't have Mm-mm. to sit next to Jan and Tim and be like, oh, let's collaborate. <laughs> Jan and Tim. You can get on a call. I don't, don't know. No, like, I love that. I love like, it. <laughs> but that's what it is. That's what it is. Yeah. And it's like, you can do these things. And like, I think this is showing that you can, we have the skills, the adaptability, the flexibility, the ingenuity to do these Absolutely. roles and jobs remotely and I think that excuse that corporations and businesses use of well I can't hire you because we're going to lose you and we can't see this job remotely those excuses are non-existent anymore mm-hmm. because that you, everybody had to go remote everybody does well you can freaking go remote you can so that excuse is gone absolutely I'm hoping because like who is doing like in all, all honesty besides like teaching like does everything have to be on paper anymore? No. no. Not with like scanning. You can take a picture on your phone and like Pete, like turns into a PDF. Yes. I use it all the time. time. I use it too. Like even as a teacher, I'm like, oh, I better put this. Like I'll do something. Like I'll write something out and then I'll put it on Google Classroom, like with that app. So, so yeah, or just even take a picture of it, like just the thing itself. Like it just seems for sure that like this pandemic, like despite its horribleness has definitely shown that like things can be remote if they have to be. And that like, you can ask that question. I think that's important to say too, is like, you can always ask that question. Like, especially in like, I don't think teaching, I think it's so different, but like, I know for a fact that you can always ask that question, like a corporate world, because it's just, I feel like in teaching, there's so many rules and like, everything's very stiff and it has to be done this way. Like, but in your world, like it's a little different. Like, yeah, things have to be done this way and they're stiff, but like there's a lot more movement. I mean, like my like cousin and my aunts, like all work jobs like that. And they're all remote right now too. And there's definitely days even before this pandemic where they're like, I'm going to work from home today. Like, is that okay? And they're like, yeah, sure. So I think it's important to like remind people they can ask that question. You can ask the question because the worst thing that you can hear is no. That is a mantra I want to just, I love that. The worst answer you can get is no. I think so many times people are afraid that if they ask questions, they're going to be disregarded or looked over for a job, especially because the the whole military spouse thing, like, yes, it does put you at a disadvantage sometimes. But if you don't ask, you're never going to know. And you're going to go around being like, well, I guess the answer was no. And it very well could have been yes if you just asked the question. You just have to ask. And you know what? Even if they say no, yeah, your pride is probably going to be hurt for a little bit. Like, you're probably going to be like, oh. That kind of sucks. And you will yeah. kind of, even if, like, your boss isn't upset with you, your your pride probably will be hurt for a second just because you're like, oh, I kind of feel stupid for asking. But you did it, and the, the answer could have yeah. been yes. So I think that's, like, important to keep in mind, too, for sure. Okay, so now the final question that I think I want to ask all for the candid conversations is, if you were, like, meeting new spouse you just, like, on the street, what is one piece of advice that you would give or, like, one thing you would say 
to new spouse to you? Um, I would even say before, like I would say you're like very when you got your serious relationship with your military soon to be spouse at some point, you you have to be flexible. Yeah. Like I and I'm not and I'm not saying you have to be flexible because you're going to move. You have to be flexible because your husband who said he would get back from the field on Wednesday will now be back from the field on Sunday. So you better just deal with it. Yeah. And your husband who said that he was going to be back from the border on in January in time for your birthday then arrived right before the pandemic in March, like in the middle of March. So like what I thought would be a month turned into three months. And truly, like at the end of the day, it was because he did some Excel wizardship on his computer. <laughs> and his commander was like, we can't leave you. You're an asset. Which like, he's not even an asset. Like, let me say that I'm not going to hype him up right now on this podcast. Like, he's not even an asset. I'm just <laughs> he is. He is. But like, because he could like work himself. So my, my advice is that like you – you are going to be disappointed and that's fine. You can be disappointed, but then like buck up and get over it. Yeah. You have to. Like yeah. I have seen friends like date other people in the military and they're just like so upset because like they'd cancel last minute. And I'm like, dude, you ha- move on. That's it. You have that's move life. on, move on. You can be sad. I'm not saying you can't be sad. You get like two days to be sad and you gotta be a gangster and you gotta get back up and like do your, do you. Cause like, yeah. cause if not, then Yeah. I had something else too. I had something second that I really want to say and I know I can't think of it, but if it comes to me, I will send you a little message and be like, tell them this. <laughs> I did also want to say, and I think that like Callie, you want to make a disclaimer too, yeah. but like everything that I've said today about like working and being like a, like being a working spouse, like I have no issues if like, if being at home works for you, I love that. Yeah. And I'm kind of jealous because like I wish that it worked for me, but after this quarantine that I just went through, where like they canceled school and I was at home for three months by myself, I would like wake up and cry because I was yeah. like, oh my gosh, I, like I'm not going to work today and I can't even get out of my house. Like I was like crying. So like if that works for you, like if staying at home works for you and like being a stay at home spouse works for you, I love it for you. It just yeah. doesn't work for me. Yeah. This is hundred percent not a bashing stay at home. Absolutely mom, not. Stay at home moms. I think like it's, it's so, so important. Everybody, every military spouse has their role and each military spouse's role is different. Some military spouses are career spouses. That's what they're passionate about. Some military spouses are stay-at-home spouses because that is where they're, they're I don't know what the word I'm looking for is. Their fulfillment. Being, their fulfillment is, yeah. yeah. And if that's you, like power to you. And if that. it's not you, go out and do something. Yeah. If you're wondering why you're sad all the time and you're like just wondering why you're upset and you're like stay-at-home spouse which like please like go do something like don't just sit in there because like that can lead to like trouble in your marriage and like trouble with you and like go out and like even if it's like something so small like I think you should do it and if not if you're fulfilled that way I want you that's what I want you to do and you know we're speaking like from this position with no kids yes that's a a whole whole other other thing thing. and I don't even know what that's like I can't even comment on it and I know that like I've always been like I will never be a stay-at-home mom it will not happen but like who really knows right like yeah I can't imagine it I I mean like I told you I cried on the quarantine like every day when I had Kyle would get up and go to work and I would just like lay in bed and cry like actual tears so I was like what am I gonna do today like I'm just gonna sit at home and be sad I I totally because I just Quarantine is not good for me now. No, me either. But I, on the t- like, I am trying to get a spouse who has kids who also works and also like, because I think that's a whole other conversation totally because it adds different. a different layer of complexity into it. Which I think, again, like we are speaking the biggest from, layer. The biggest complexity I have right now is a puppy who is a pain in the butt. Yeah, just because he's a puppy and yeah. like he will be fine in two months. 
and then he will be normal. Yeah, we're and getting like, one, so I'll have to come back and we can talk about being um, if how we want to be stay at home dog moms. Yeah, but. yeah. <laughs> but again, this is if if your fulfillment comes from your career, awesome. If your fulfillment comes from staying at home, awesome. The main point I think I want to get across is that fulfillment looks so different for so many other people, yeah. and I think. The reason I want to talk about career is just because it's a harder fulfillment to achieve because there are boundaries in place, but it doesn't mean that you can't still achieve it, which I think is just, it's important to remind yourself too, that your fulfillment and your happiness and your mental health and your physical health and your wellness matter. Mm -hmm. And if you aren't feeling fulfilled, that is not something that is like, up fault with you like that no. is something that like if you don't feel fulfilled like that's something you should delve into and figure out because it's not you should never put your spouse's like fulfillment and goals ahead of your own fulfillment and goals career it, it can get wishy-washy but yeah like your fulfillment also matters and I think that's something that I just want to end on is that your fulfillment matters because that is something I don't think is talked about either in no the military spouse community it's, it's always there's a saying that's like you know family first and a lot of times in the army like that can mean like they always say it they don't mean it It, it's it's my favorite thing that they say they're like your family's most important i'm like okay all right (laughs) it is so hard and so if if you're if you're not feeling fulfilled and you're not feeling like mentally like there then like take care of you boo boo because you also matter like you as a military spouse matter you do for sure and there's so many resources on post for you and maybe you're like you go in and you're like that wasn't great okay well now you know what you don't want and now you yes. know what you're not looking for so go out and find something different reach out to people i seriously just met this girl like i i was out having dinner and i met her through someone kyle works with and i was talking about how I, she was a recruiter and she was like i was like i think i want to get into recruiting i think it'd be fun into like um like corporate recruiting yeah yeah yeah, yeah not army recruiting yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I make that very clear. <laughs> and she was like yeah like do you want me to like put in a good word for you like do you want to put an application like we're hiring people so like seriously just like putting it out there for me which i'm not going to do it because i want to like stay at my school because i love my school and i love who i work with but like that's all i did all i did was say like oh i think that would be cool and she was like we're hiring do you want to like put your application in like do you want me to help you and that is such an asset. Other wives are assets to you. Other connections are assets to you. I mean, they talk about, what's the word? Like, um, networking? Yeah. That's important. The military okay. spouse network is almost as important as the, like, link, almost, no, wait. <laughs> <laughs> the, the military wife network is more important than your LinkedIn network just because wives are resilient. Military spouses are resilient. Yeah. They know people who know people they because sure they have gone everywhere. Well, and also you're like, hey, I'm going to brag. And they're like, oh my gosh, I was at I brag. I just came from there. Yeah, here's like where it works. Here's like all these, my friend worked here and she were, and then we, and then you, and then you get all these yes. things that like lead you in the right direction. And all you got to do is put it out there. I keep thinking in my head of like, you know, those like crime shows or whatever, where it's like, you see the map and it's like, yeah, yeah, that's literally the military wife. Oh yeah. Or the military spouse network because they know everybody, everything they've been all over. So again, find your fulfillment because your fulfillment matters. If you're struggling with finding a career, there are resources for you. There are free resources for you. Do not give up because you will find it. 
And I just thank you so much, Emma. For of course. I was so excited and to be laughing. here. And I am just so excited for the rest of the series. Again, if you have questions or if you want to just communicate online, connect online, join our community, you can email us at ask.ctmpodcast at gmail.com. My inbox is always open. I got alerts. I love to respond to everybody who like inboxes me. It's so much fun. Um, So again, that's ask.ctmpodcast at gmail.com. And I will catch up with all y'all later. Bye. Bye.